This is Sit in Friends in the Morning. Friends, how many of us have them? Friends. 77 WABC. for uh, Curtis Sliwa. One is, we like to play disco for Curtis on Fridays because Tony Monero's got nothing on the circa 1990 Curtis Sliwa. 1980, I should say. But secondly, you may remember yesterday, <laughs> talking about seeing Tony Danza, which I did last night at Teddy Atlas's event. And uh, I didn't think Tony liked me. I don't know what he thought. I don't know, but... My wife, of all people who looked gorgeous last night, I have to say, came with me to the event, and she texted me during the conversation with Curtis about Danza. She said, I hope he rings you a bell. And Curtis said, that reminds me of the old song. So between Disco Body and Tony Danza, it made all the sense in the world. Now, I did mention Curtis on Staten Island last night during my little speech when I talked about how it's the greatest borough in New York because... Of people like Curtis, who lives in New York City, by the way, but Curtis and Lebedo and Johnny Tobacco and Lou Jeremino and all those folks. Big ratings, noon to one every weekday. Also hosting overnights on the weekends, does his best work right here alongside me and has about a million New Yorkers scared to death every time he comes on with me every weekday morning. Well, congratulations on all that, Curtis. Uh, I couldn't be more disappointed with you. Sid Rosenberg. But, but, but you've already told me that like a hundred times. Oh, no, but this one, oh, this one yeah. really hurt. Oh, this one's bad, yeah. We were expecting that you're on Staten Island. Yeah. And the guy who is hosting this event, one of the greatest boxing analysts and trainers. Correct. Of all time, Teddy Atlas. You know, he actually pulled a gun on a very young Mike Tyson. Yeah, walked away from Customato and the camp up in the Catskills because Mike came on, I think, to his niece. Very good. Right. He's one of the nicest people. I'm being deadly serious. You're absolutely right. Beautiful man. So there you are. You have some of the greatest boxers of all time. Larry Holmes. Right. My wife is rooting for you because Tony Danza just days before is in the New York Post front page kicking a dog on the Upper West Side. Well, just so you know, before you go any further, I approached Tony about that story because, believe it or not, when I first saw Tony Danza... Who was in my mind? Nancy Sliwa. That's right. And I said to Tony, I said, that story can't be real, Tony. And he said, Sid, not even close. I did not kick the dog. He said, in fact, I was nice to the dog. He said, whoever this person is hates me. He said, Sid, you got to believe me. And I do. Oh, 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 excuse me. 
Oh, you were no. backing off. Here it is. You were no. going to be a no. one tough Jew, right? <laughs> You're going to take on Tony, who, by the way, was a very proficient boxer yes. in his young days in East New York, Brooklyn. And still looks, uh, I think he fought 10 professional fights. He still looks very good. Yes, 72. 72 years old. God bless him. In the meantime, you yeah. decide, oh, he said nice things about me, That's so now correct. he's my friend. Well, but this is me, Curtis. You know that. Yeah, yeah. This could be Gutfeld, right? <laughs> Gutfeld. Uh, 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 Gutfeld has you on one time. He's the greatest in the world. I love Gutfeld. He's, oh, you know, out of everybody at Fox News, he's the very best. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. May draw the line at Gutfeld, but you may be right. <laughs> you, if he invites me on his ten o'clock show and says something nice about me, he will also now, be my now best friend. Now I know friend. also why you were so nice to uh, George Santos, whose uh, entire resume from A to Z is made up. Uh, it, like if you wrote it up in a drug-induced psychosis, because you were chipping Botox together. We find <laughs> out that with all the money that George Santos was ripping off and stealing. He was getting Botox injections. By the way, were you sharing the same needle? No, we don't do that. I have my own girl, Jen. I don't know where George goes. That's a true story. He actually did take some of that money and get Botox. But I did speak to Santos yesterday. And um, in the past, when I have spoken to George, he's been, you know, defiant. Very defiant. I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to win again. He was completely defeated yesterday. And I said, George, if you want to come on tomorrow, he never says no, never. Come on tomorrow and just, he said, you know what, Sid? I gave it all I could. I'm going to spend time with my family. Sounded like a guy, I swear to no, God. No, no, you mean. I was wh- about to go away for 25 Yeah, yeah, years. watching gay porno. That's the other <laughs> That's the other thing he was spending money on, gay porno. Maybe you could go over there in a hot tub with George Santos to watch gay porno, right? Oh, God. Well, or maybe you could do a Sean Puff Daddy Combs, that freaky deaky guy. Well, how about this story? We're going to talk to uh, Joe Tacopina coming up. In about, uh, about an hour and 15 minutes, and Joe Tacopina has represented just about every person, uh, celebrity who's gotten into trouble. Every just about degenerate everyone. hip-hop monster yes. rapper. Yeah, he's had um, Meek Mill. Now he's got Aesop, Rocky, and Rihanna. He gets them all. He's going to talk about this P. Diddy case. What do you think about this case? Well, I'm going to give it to you. First of all, before we get to P. Diddy. Yeah. You never did anything about Adam Sandler missing in action, June number one, IDF, Zohan, hasn't signed anything. He's like playing basketball in the middle of the Midwest. I can't find him. We've, I've actually sent out the PBA. I know him. I know Adam. I can't find him. Don't know where he is. How come How come your community isn't calling in the task? He <laughs> makes money as Zohan wanted to, an IDF superstar who comes to New York as a transgender hairstylist, yeah. and now all of a sudden he's forgotten Israel and the Jews? Well, he think, made his bones on the Hanukkah song. I, I think my community right now is uh, worried about getting the hostages out of life. I understand that. Killing the Hamas terrorists. They're not concerned with Adam Sandler. Why not? <laughs> I don't know. The guy was a big box office smash to an IDF movie. You're right. You're right. In fact, uh, Liz Pipko sitting right here kind of reminds me of Emmanuel Sharik. She could have been in that movie. Well, who knows? Now you're going to be a big star. uh, Last time you were here, Willie DeMeo was in studio. Yes, he was. Has he offered you a role yet? 
Uh, not exactly, but he's been very nice. So okay, we'll see. I want to see both. I want to see Curtis Sliwa in that show, talking about Adam Sandler, and you're always talking about Canarsie and Brooklyn. How great would you be in Gravesend? Oh, there's no doubt. We show up on a crime scene and there's Curtis Sliwa. Oh, there's no doubt. With a bunch of guardian angels. You Shadru. I know it's you, you (laughs) Shadru. I I could see you had the sausage and pepper. I got your fingerprints here because you were eating the sausage and pepper when you shot that guy in the back of the head twice. I'm going to talk to Willie today. So tell me, you've got a good story about uh, P. Diddy, oh, don't you? Oh, yeah, P. Diddy. So remember, uh, he was uh, tooling around town in that Lincoln Navigator in 1999 with J. Lo, who legitimately is from the Bronx, unlike AOC, all out crazy, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. You know what's funny about him and J. Lo? Of all the men J. Lo has been with, and she's back for a second time with Ben Affleck. She had that really greasy, skeevy uh, Latino singer. What was his name? Mark Anthony. Mark Anthony, right. Of all the people she's been with, believe it or not, I thought she was at her best with P. Diddy. Oh, yeah, because she was right on the cusp of going to prison. <laughs> Remember, they, they arrested her. They, they, they copped them with possession of a stolen weapon in the drop box of a Lincoln Navigator going the wrong way in Times Square from the Club New York 1999 where P. Diddy shot up the club. Some, some guy bumped into him and threw money in his face. He pulls out his toolie. He, he lawyers up like he is now a Benjamin Braffman, one of the best of all time. And who takes the rap? Shine. Did 10 years. Yes. Shine. His That's protege. Right. Yes. Who, who went back to Belize. You know, Shine was the son of the prime minister of Belize, which is right next to Mexico. They speak English. You know, Spanish is his second language. And he took the rap for P.T. P.T. should have been doing time for that. When they went to trial, right, everybody said, did you see P. Diddy in the room? What? I didn't even know he was in the club. I had no idea, Club New York. They all of a sudden had instant amnesia. But when they picked a jury, Benjamin Bradman was interviewing all the jurors. And at that time, let me see, which wife was he? Oh, yeah, it was Mary. <laughs> she was part of the jury pool. And he oh. starts asking her questions. And he says, by the way, that name's Sliwa. Are you in any way related to Curtis? She said, yes, I'm his wife. That's it. Get that, her you're off out, the jury. You're out. That's funny. Is that true? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That, that, would, have been, that, that would have been an instant oh. vote to convict. <laughs> yeah. You know, you talk about him being guilty there, and, and a lot of people, even now, they arrested the guy, I guess, that they say killed uh, Biggie. Even now, there's a healthy percentage of people who think that it was Diddy who killed both Biggie no, and, West uh, Coast, Tupac. East Coast. You remember Biggie yeah. was uh, with the Sean Puff Daddy Combs, and then right. of course you had Tupac, who all of a sudden left the East Coast, who became one pack when they <laughs> shot one of his nuts off. That's true. If yeah, you remember, true. in the elevator at the recording studio here in New York before he went upstate and did time, and then eventually he got capped there in Vegas. At that Tyson fight. There was nothing he doesn't know about. We could be talking about the Yankees. We could be talking about the days of Eddie Jockerman with the Rangers, hip-hop. There's nothing Curtis oh, doesn't know but about. but, I, I, you know, I want to praise your homeboy, Eric Adams. Well, listen, I, I think at this point, even you, look, everybody knows you want to run for mayor again. You'd be a much better mayor than Eric. Oh, Eric, hell yeah. Him close. Okay, you want to run again. Okay, we know that. But even you. And you're nasty to Eric, which is fine. You're allowed to be. You speak on behalf of, I think, a majority at this point of New Yorkers. But even you would have to admit, Curtis, that today, with the migrant crisis thrown at the mayor, none of which is his fault, all these issues now financially because of the quote-unquote federal government, even you have to have some sympathy for Eric Adams. No, no, actually, I'm giving him props. (laughs) 
because he hasn't been doing nightlife of late because, you know, I track him, all the rats I have. Hasn't been down at the Club Zero Bond, you know, whatever happens in the Club Zero Bond, stays in the Club Zero Bond. If you wine, dine, and parking line, Eric Adams, you know you can do it in anonymity. Or up in the Bronx, con sofrito, where he likes the Latinas. Anyway, yesterday, in the midst of this collapse of the city, Eric Adams announces that he is appointed the restaurateur from the Bronx, Jeffrey Garcia, as the New York City new nightlife mayor. He's no longer going to be out there until the break of dawn. Is that true? Yeah, yeah. For this happened yesterday during yes. these five percent cuts yep, yep. and all my uh, cops getting cut. A hundred and thirty thousand dollar annual salary. I'm telling you though. This may be the first positive thing he's done because nothing good happens at night in a club after 12 midnight. I've been to enough clubs. You've been to enough clubs. <laughs> yeah. When the clock strikes 12, get yeah. the hell out of there. Uh, listen, I agree. Uh, usually, no, this is good. He's not going to be doing nightlife any longer. We got a new nightlife mayor named Jeffrey Garcia. I have no idea who this guy is. But let's face it, we don't want a mayor out there like Jimmy Walker 100 no, years no, ago. No, no. But, but do you feel badly about all these issues now he's got to deal with because the migrants were thrown on him? He had nothing to do with that, of course. It wasn't like, it wasn't like he was ever at the Excuse bus me. to say, come on in. Right? Excuse me. Who was like Paul Revere warning everybody about this? And, oh, come on, Curtis. You, you judge. Oh, you're just a sore loser. You no, lost no. him. You are a th- let, me, let me speak on your behalf because people do think you're a sore loser. You're 100% right. And, and of course, when I just introduced that to you, I was being totally sarcastic because it is his fault. He was the guy who said, we're a sanctuary city. He was the guy who said, come one, come all. He was the guy who had no problem putting veterans and homeless on benches in Central Park while giving these, forget about asylum seekers and migrants, these illegals, five-star hotel rooms. So the fact now that a year later the city is broke and my most courageous and dear friends, the cops, are about to not get jobs anymore is on him. I was being totally sarcastic. This is his fault. Let me tell you something, Sid. Yes, I am a sore loser. And you know I am a sore loser? I'll never forgive. I'll never forget. Is because this city actually bought the nonsense, the propaganda. Here was the New York Daily News, New York Post endorsement. I remember it because it is burned into my memory. With the city facing crime housing and the pandemic recovery issues, Adams is the right person to lead as mayor. It's got to be Eric. Forget Sliwa. This was October 17, 2021. I got it hanging up where I do all my work here at WABC, my place to be. And all of you, don't lie to me. All of you were saying, oh, Eric, he's a moderate. Oh, he was a cop. Oh, oh, he's going to be there for us. Curtis, Curtis. Nah, nah, this ain't your time, huh? You have any any, uh, election remorse now? Now, all of a sudden, yeah, 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 you should be mayor. And by the way, all of a sudden, I noticed uh, Frank Morano was talking about his very dear friend, Joe Borelli. Joe Borelli is now dancing on Eric Adams' grave. What about the time Joe Borelli wanted to bring in the cruise liner, right, to Bay Street on the North Shore and put illegal aliens in a cruise liner like it was the love boat? How quickly everybody forgets, but I don't forget. And by the way, yesterday, your very dear friend, Joanne Ariola, when we asked her, did you get a letter from the FBI because uh, they were listening to your conversations with Eric Ulrich? At first, she said no. Two hours later, she said, oh, look, all the mail just arrived now. My letter is here. If Borelli comes on with you Monday, 
Don't be feckless sin weak, Sid. Ask him if he got his letter from the FBI because he won't answer us. Who told him not to talk to Eric Ulrich because he was wired up like a Christmas tree? Yours truly, Curtis Lee, who never forgives and never forgets.